Welcome to our Knife or Death Season 2 wrap-up series. We are the fans of The Forge. I am Chris. To my left, we have... Sean. And to my right, we have... Teresa. And we are going into Knife or Death. We didn't cover Season 1. We may go back and do a wrap-up for Season 1 at some point, but we're starting right off with Season 2, Episode 1. We had some criticisms, I would say, nicely at least. That's the that's the best way to say it, of the first season of Knife or Death. A little like, over the top. A little over the top. The I course was a little bit of a little bit of a mess. Teresa really enjoyed it. But overall, it was interesting to see their version of a, a TV show that is kind of a blade sport competition. Especially now that we've seen a blade sport competition in right. person. So They've changed some of these based on audience feedback and probably like some of the competitors' feedback on it, and maybe even taking a book or uh, something out of the book of blade sports in general and using some of their ideas for what's a good way to measure uh, performance of, of somebody in one of these courses. So they move into round one, which is knife fight. There's seven contestants. This is the Forge and Fire All-Stars episode to start off the season. Right. They all face off together with their knives and they fight each other. And the one, one that's left alive. Fight. Yeah, the <laughs> one that's left alive uh, moves can, on to Can the go through round. the course. Yes. No, Knife Fight is the name of the course. And so a quick oh. rundown of what that is because we're going to run through these really quickly. There's Decapitator where you have to slice through each target with one swing. Um... And I know this does change up per episode. So for this particular episode, there was what looked like either a daikon or maybe like a plantain of some kind. It looked like almost looked like sausages. I don't. I don't think sausages. it was sausages. I don't think it was. It just appeared that way. I, I, I can see why you'd, <laughs> you'd say that. But then there was onions. Oh, there's pineapples and then onions. So you had to cut through all of them, all five, with one swing. If you miss one of them, then you get a penalty. Then Slasher, you have to swing through the moving targets before it swings back to the original position. So it's moving along a track, and you have to cut completely through it before it gets back, or it's a penalty. Then there was Timber, which was a new one this year, and Slasher was a little different from last year, but this one was very different. There is a goal, a wooden goal, and there is a board that is... And basically uh, set down in the ground. You have to chop through it, and you have to chop through it in such a way that the board falls into the goal. And it's not a huge gap. I mean, it's probably two two foot, three foot wide, mm-hmm. maybe. And it's all about precision and not force. power, and not force. Then moving on from there, you have the ice pick which you have to chop completely through the block of ice and get to the center to release the fluid. You must go all the way through. That is something they said a lot for season two. Because season one is you didn't have to go all the way through. You just had right. to get to the center to release the fluid. Then you move on to the dreaded lifeline. The chicken's back. The fish is back. And then sometimes, depending on what episode it is, there was ribs in this one. I've seen rope hanging from some of the other promos tube yep and tubes and and other things so the course is going to change but it's basically the same lifeline then you move into kill shot you have to now this is new 
you have to slice through three sections of ratchet strap with one swing each. The first one's a thick ratchet strap, a single, and then the next one is two ratchet uh, straps and then three ratchet straps. And you have to do them all with one slashing swing, not a force swing. You don't want to hit it dead on. You want to kind of have a slashing with your edge, kind of more facing it rather than coming at it from the side. And then, of course, you run up to the giant tree stump and plunge your blade into it to end your run. You do not run. You don't run. <laughs> you do not run with knives. You will get a penalty if you run. That being said, move on to our contestants. Devin Cornell. He was on season five of Forged and Fire. He was the champion. He brought a two-handed falcata that was 23 inches long. Uh, Travis's biggest concern was that it wouldn't be that fast. But otherwise, the thing was a monster. It was huge, and it looks like it, it could it, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to chop through pretty much anything with that thing. So he cuts through his plantains or sausages, whatever the hell you want to call them, pineapples but not onions. On Slasher, he cuts through everything. On Timber, he has way too much force, knocks the wood over, not into the target. The ice pick, two swings to get through that ice. On lifeline, he cuts through all three. And then on kill shot, he got stopped with the first ratchet strap because he came with the power, not the slash. And that was the end of his run. Next was Paige Steinhardt, another Fortune Fire champion. He brought a falchion that was 20 inches long. Travis Wirtz loved it, said it was a light and powerful blade. He had two penalties on the first... I'm not going to remember the names of all these. Decapitator. <laughs> um, he had cut through everything on Slasher. Timber, again, used too much force, knocked the wood over and not into the target. Uh, ice pick, he gassed out. <laughs> he just could not get through that ice. He was, at some point, switched from chopping at it to harassing cuts to chop little bits out and it went nowhere to the point where the medics came over to check on him because he just he bent over and he was just a little gassed he was gassed and they said that probably eight times (laughs) yeah Goldberg was screaming he's gassed (laughs) and then Lifeline cuts through all three but he's stumbling bad at this point. Like, the energy's gone. Like, I'm surprised he was able to cut through everything yeah. so easily. And then for kill shot, he even cuts through all three of those sh- sections of straps. But you could tell, man, he was swinging with everything he had, and the sharpness of that blade is what carried him through because otherwise he could he would have bounced off and knocked him over. Well, is this the one during Slasher where they're like, oh, he's he has to plant his feet and he's sliding. And we're watching, we're like, how do you plant your feet on a moving target? And it's dripping wood shavings. Who's not going to slip? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Anyway, he made it through and buried his into the stump. Dave Roeder was a Fortune 5 champion from Season 3. He brought a leaf spring camp chopper with stabilized horse manure handle. Ooh, exotic. <laughs> it was a literal piece of shit handle, <laughs> yeah. but it looked okay, and 
it did pretty well for him. For Decapitator, he cut through everything. Uh, Slasher, he could not cut through the box, so he got a penalty there. For Timber, again, he came with too much force, knocked the wood over, not into the target. Ice Pick made it through. Lifeline made it through. Kill Shot made it through and then sprinted to that tree stump and got a 30-second penalty because of that because you are not allowed to run with sharp objects. Your parents told you that when you were three years old, kids. Don't run with scissors. And don't play with manure. <laughs> yes, exactly. He did both. He definitely did both. And then Drew, the kid, Goodson. That was Goldberg called him that, actually. Uh-oh. And we know Drew. He's a friend of the show. And we were rooting for him. We really wanted to see him do well. We were happy to find out that he was going to be on the show. He brought a two-handed cleaver. That was 20 inches overall, but only a 12-inch blade, so kind of short. When it came to Decapitator, he got a penalty on the first section, cut through the pineapples, and then did not cut through the onions very well. His, his shot kind of deflected up. On Slasher, he made it through all of them. Timber, he also missed the target. Ice Pick did eventually get all the way through. He had to take some time to chop at it, but he did get through it. Lifeline no is not—it's not the the dead end that it was last year, right? Because people figured out how to get through the fish. They know how to cut the fish now. They know go for the spine and cut there first, and then so he cut through all three, and then he gets to kill shot, and he hit goes and swings at that first strap and it just bounces off yeah so it was another case of not going with the slashing more of the full-on force and it just is not it doesn't provide the right edge when you're going to hit it like it's if you hit the flat side there's just too much there yeah it's just gonna bounce your blade right out of it right so unfortunately he was stopped at that point then we had peter burt who is from Dragon's Breath Forge, so he's a local. He brought a Chinese Dadao with him. He got two penalties in Decapitator, but he did manage to cut through the onions. Slasher cut through everything. Timber, he cut through the wood in one chop. But unfortunately, that amount of force just caused it to fall completely away from the target. Ice Pick took him three swings to get him through the ice. Lifeline, again, is a breeze. Cut through all three without a problem. Kill shot. Cut through the first strap. No problem. Oh, <laughs> and then stopped at the second. So we keep moving on because this is all just the first round. Jay Replogel, Forging Fire Champion for the German V-Hander episode. He brought a hybrid killage that was actually made from leftover scrap metal that he had used from making the German V-Hander for Fortune Fire. Nice. When it came to Decapitator, he missed all three. Not three nice. penalties. Not so great. Uh, Slasher, he cut through them all. Timber, same thing. Too much force. Did not knock it into the target. Ice pick, three, three strikes to cut through the ice. Lifeline, made it through all three. Kill shot, made it through all three. And buried it in the stump. All right. And then last up for round one, Keith Hill. He brought a Kukri Machete Hybrid. Very badass looking blade. 
He cut through the first section and pineapples very easily, and he missed on the onion, so he had a penalty there. Slasher cuts through everything. Timber, he got it in the target. He actually did it properly. So you see the key to do this is to actually cut like you're cutting a tree down and cut a wedge out of the bottom first so that it has that forward momentum building. All you have to do is get a couple chops down for it to break and bend and fall straight down. So he did it. He got that one in the target. Ice pick took him four swings to get through. Lifeline cuts through all three without a problem. Kill shot cuts through all three without a problem. Buries it in the stump. And I had a note here. Damn, this guy just flew through the course. Minor penalties here and there, but just tore through it. So it came down to Keith Keith Hill. is in. Keith was definitely in with his time. And then it was Dave Roeder versus Jay Replogel for the second uh, place position. And Dave edged it out by... A poop. (laughs) (laughs) So they had the same exact time. (laughs) Dave had one less penalty. I don't know how much I believe that they had exactly the same time based on... Because when you add the penalty, it adds the time. So they they didn't have the same running time, but because the other guy had more, like the penalty times added to make it the same. They'd time. have to have <clears throat> very similar though. They'd have to end in like the same within thirty seconds. Yeah. You know, but be like that last. Especially, digit. you know, Dave had a thirty-second penalty for running at the end. Right, but right? he had two others too. Right, and we don't and know what times they put on for each they have, they have to have the same last digit of their run time. Yeah. It seems unlikely, but whatever. So it came down to, because Dave had less penalties, he moved on to dead run. So at this point, this is when we decide who we think is going to win the episode. All because right. it's too hard to kind of pick at the beginning when there's seven there. And you don't, and especially they don't give a full explanation of each person until they go to do their run. So you're already seeing each person's run before you even get an idea of who they really are if you haven't seen their Fortune Fire episode. So between Keith Hill and Dave Roeder, we all came to the conclusion that Keith, the badass who just tore through the course in the first round, was going to win this thing. Yeah. So. No shit. What is Dead Run? Dead Run is consists of the gauntlet. You have to cut each rotating target in half. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> ball buster. Nine rolling balls come down a chute, and you have to cut them in, in half. half before they hit the floor. Extinguisher. You have to cut the rope. The rope releases a water bottle, which you then have to cut. And, and then, ex- then the water goes into like a little funnel and it's supposed to extinguish a little tiki torch flame. Which is the same thing from around uh, season one. They had this one, but the water bottles are smaller. You can tell. Notably they, smaller. Noticeably smaller. In season one, it wasn't as much of an issue for somebody to cut that bottle and extinguish Were the they flame. like five gallon ones last season? I think yeah. they were. These are like, like a gallon. One. They look like they're one gallon. And they, they, but they're the same style of bottles. So yeah. Like, I think they're still like to be a, a little tricky. Yeah. Right. Cause, well, like they made the bottle significantly smaller, but they didn't change the distance at all from where those tiki torches are. Or right. At least it looks like. It's going to be interesting to see 
later episodes how people do with that one if they are able to extinguish it with that amount of water because you have to be you have to really cut it in a very specific way to aim that all of that water to get that flame out i think it's going to be very difficult for people to ever get through that one but anyway free fall cut the fruit as it falls a la fruit ninja it's falling out of the shoot you gotta slice it and when we interviewed big chris he actually made a good point and we saw it in this episode if you swing it like a baseball bat at the fruit coming out it's not gonna work no you have to swing up right and eventually once the competitors realized that they were cutting more of the fruit in half now it's hard to kind of judge maybe where they're coming out and you probably don't want to just hold your knife out like this but you never know. That might be enough. That might. You might tell them that you have to swing. Yeah. You can't just hold your knife. Yeah, there. I guess that's true. It has to be a swing, some sort of swinging motion. Then there was fire and ice. Last year they had this one where it was you had to cut, you had to chop an ice block, then you had to chop a certain am- amount of. Um, it was like forty pounds. 40 yeah, pounds it was, it was weight. Yeah. Yeah. And then it weighed it, and then once you got to that, if you didn't cut cut that weight, you got a penalty, and then you moved on. They got rid of that. And now you just have a 400-pound ice block that you have to cut in half to trigger the flames. It's being, like, pulled or suspended apart, and once you cut through, it pulls apart. And then it hangs out, and then the flames shoot up, which really means nothing, but you have to trigger the flames. And then crash landing. So this is, like, the real final one. So they swing down different objects on a rope, and you get one swing to cut these targets in half before they zip past you. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is a crate comes down and you have to destroy the crate to release the contents. So that is one thing I did like. So I I do like the new idea that these things swing by you and you have to cut them. Um, And some of the, you know, it's a water bottle. It's a couple slabs of meat. Um, I don't know what else there was, but I'm sure sandbag and i'm sure it'll change it up but then the crate was something that was part of the first round in the whole first season and that was something that screwed a lot of people yeah. up and you had to like cut through the crate and oh, then it had, it had to had drop the counterweight the, the counterweight yeah. had to touch the ground and that was always one of the toughest things so it makes more sense that it's in this area that if you get to this one that's going to be a tougher thing you have to do and even then it it doesn't seem like it was as hard to get through for this one. But then the final, you cut the ropes that are holding the stairs in place. The stairs fall, you run, you walk fast <laughs> up yeah. the stairs and cut the last tube to end your run. So between Keith and Dave, Dave on Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Oh my God, it just went by everything. Had two penalties. On Ballbuster, he had six penalties. On Extinguisher, he got zero of four extinguished. On uh, Freefall, free fall, he missed half of the fruit about there. Fire and Ice cuts through the ice, no problem. And then on Crash Landing, he missed one of the meats that were swinging by. <laughs> missed his meat. Overall, ending his run, he had 16 penalties. Wow, I've never seen someone have that many penalties in this course. <laughs> On the first run of this course, I've never seen so many penalties. <laughs> Moving on. 
we have Keith on Gauntlet. He cuts through all of them, no problems. Ball Buster, five penalties. Yeah, it took him a little while to figure out how to... It was these things. You basically this, have to be parallel to how the ball, the thing is down. moving. You so if it's coming this way, it. you have to go that way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. coming down a really steep ramp. Yeah. You're not going to be able to. You really can't. Time. Yeah, you just can't time it. But if you have your knife this right. way, you can at least get a little bit of a something, a range that you can come right at it. Yeah. So he had five penalties there. Extinguisher. He also got zero for four extinguished. Which begs the question: Is this a terrible test? If yes. nobody gets anything. Well, we'll keep we'll track see. of how that it, goes. Okay. It seems somewhat close, but I, I'm, I don't know. I, who knows? I don't yeah. think it's a real good test of someone's ability to cut through something. Because they're, it, they're all about it's the precision of the cut, but that's uh-huh. bullshit. I mean, the water's spraying all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you could try to time it as much as you can, but the only thing I could suppose is maybe if you cut it at such an angle where it almost creates a funnel. So if you cut it like diagonal, that the water yeah. just goes into that funnel. But that's just Swinging difficult. It, like yeah. That's just kind of crazy. You got to swing kind of. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, free fall. He missed three of the fruit. Fire and ice cut through the ice, no problem. Uh, crash landing cuts through everything. All right, this was where I lost my mind over about the half. Oh, because there, the, here there's comes a sandbag. The okay. Oh, the meat. He cut it in half. <laughs> the water bottle in half. <laughs> the meat in the, half. The sandbag. <laughs> when you take like a freeze frame of that sandbag, if, if that's like Goldbert's paycheck and we were to cut that in half and share it, <laughs> I want the bottom half. I agree. <laughs> because that's definitely half. not half. <laughs> cut it into two pieces would be more appropriate wording. But or cut through it completely. That's all you yeah. just cut, cut through, through it, it. yeah. Kind of like when they used to say, cut through the thickest part of the chicken. And they would cut it right at the ankle parts. And you're like, that's not the thickest part. How are they getting them? Just cut. Well, I guess they have to say in half. Because what if you just call it, cut it the long way? That's a slice, not a like. Th- it, you're cutting it. So I think what there's, is, you know, in half, it just kind of denotes that you're going but horizontally. But you say cut through it instead of just cutting it. I mean, you're still cutting through it. No, you're not. You you're, you're cutting it. I'm cutting through a piece of meat. No, you're not. You're cutting it. You're I'm cutting, cutting through, through it. it would be like... The slab, if I'm cutting... Th- I can cut through this hand, can this way. Technically, I think it would be through it, but I I, I understand both here. <laughs> Let's move on. This is... The wording wasn't great for this... Get your act together, <laughs> Knife or Death. <laughs> End of his run, he had 12 penalties. So Wow, that's the second most amount of penalties I've seen in this course. <laughs> so between Keith and Dave, he had four less penalties, and Keith won it with a run of six minutes and 50 seconds. So that is the winner of Knife or Death. All right. And he episode actually got one. money. And he got two grand to win this episode and a chance to come back for the $20,000 prize in the end of the season. Nice. So... I like that addition because in the if they did do that last year, they never mentioned it once. It was just like you get the chance to come back again, and that's it. But now you at least get a little bit of money for winning the episode. And um, overall, I like the new direction of the courses. I think the new additions make sense, and the re reorganization makes sense. Of course, there's a lot of flair, unnecessary flair, maybe. 
But whatever. So overall, it was a good first episode to start yep. off the season. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. And uh, we all picked Keith to win. So what do these points count for? Is this a new, are we doing a whole new? Yes. Different show, new tallies. Different show, new tallies. So we all start with one point. Okay. <laughs> and we're not going to, obviously there's only going to be, it's, it's a 50-50 chance for each of us every time. So it's going to be a lot easier to keep track of these points and not have to worry about underdogs and stuff. Plus yeah. there's only five episodes, right? Something like that? Uh, no, I think there's at least eight. Oh. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't know. So, that was the episode, Knife or Death, Season 2, Episode 1. Thank you for watching. Remember to check out our other videos, like all of our Forge and Fire wrap-up videos, or all our interviews, or the grudge match coverage, or future things that we do, or whatever. And like and follow us on Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So many ands. Well, yeah, we, we got to hit Keep it every rambling time. on. Just follow us and check us out. Like us. Love us. And all, all these people that were on end. the show, go follow them. Like, yeah. Devin Cornell, he won Forge and Fire, and he brought that badass blade on this show. He should have more Instagram followers. Go follow him. Drew Goodson is the man. He didn't make it through. Who cares? He's a friend of the show. We wanted him to win. Go follow him. Anybody that was on the show. Get your ass right. in here and follow these people. Yeah. Yelling at them. <laughs> Do us a favor. Well, guess and what? Goldberg has the right to be all yelling. You are not loud. Goldberg. Well, uh, yeah. I might be Goldberg. <laughs> uh, don't think so. <laughs> I will spear you. No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's the episode. Thank you for watching and remember to check out our next episode of Knife or Death Wrap-Up. Bye. Bye. And Dave edged it out by... A poop.